G'day and welcome to another episode of Perth Property Insider. I'm your host, Jared Mann, and today I'm going through the decision of buying new versus established. I've got lots to cover on the trade-offs between, my thinking around it, what to look out for as far as spruikers go, and I'm really going to go through the main things I focus on regardless of the age of the dwelling. So, Let's go inside. Welcome to Perth Property Insider, where you will learn how to grow your wealth and improve your life using Perth property. Our show is brought to you by Investors Edge Real Estate, the highly rated and award-winning property management specialist servicing the whole of Perth. Now, here is your host, Jared Mann. It's got to be one of the most frequently asked questions I get. Should I buy new or an established property? Now, at the moment, the building grants have made the idea of building pretty crazy. The expected time to build is blown out as well as the cost. So it's probably worth waiting, you know, at least six months, maybe nine to 12 months to build because I think builders are really going to be crying out to fill up their pipelines once they get over this bump, this craziness and building again can be an option if it fits into your portfolio, into your overall plan. So timing aside, I thought I'd run through some of the pros and cons of a new property versus established property or older property. So you can decide what age of properties to put in your portfolio or what age of properties to buy as a home. So before I do that, I wanted to repeat, I guess, the golden rule we've all heard thrown around, maybe not understood the importance of, and that's location, 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 the three L's and the word, it's for no reason that it's said three times either. It's that important in my book. So don't ever let the decision around a new property versus an old property affect the fundamentals of the location that you choose to buy. Let me explain for a minute. In uh, my earlier episode where I looked at the importance of your average annual growth rate, I talked about how just 2% over 20 and 30 years can add up to, you know, over a million dollars extra. And look, that amount is going to vary depending on the price point. But the key to note here is that the, your average annual growth rate makes a huge difference to the wealth that you end up with when it comes to, you know, you entering into that more retirement phase. So choosing the best location with a proven history of growth is the key, in my mind, to growing more wealth over the long term. Now, in this market, all suburbs and areas are going to increase. The tide is going to lift all boats, as they say. But you need to think through to the long term, the next cycles, what happens in between. And we're not just after a small short-term gain, we're after a longer-term consistent gain. And that's how you get the compounding effect, the power of compounding, as Einstein pointed out, to work for you. So look, usually when someone buys a new build, and we see it all the time, and especially during the last boom, it's because they've gotten sold down the river without a paddle by a property investment spruker. And you see these organisations sell house and land packages where land is readily available and easy 
for these investment factories to pump out sales. And you should see some of the numbers that they would do. You know, we're talking hundreds of sales in a year and with super high commissions paid on the land and then a super high commission from the build. And sometimes these spruikers are also the builders, so they've obviously got a vested interest. And if that land that that they were selling and packaging up was unique, it would be way too hard for them to find and for them to buy and, you know, package up in such a mass production way. So unique land doesn't suit what they're trying to do. Land that is scarce is too hard to find and they can't do it on mass. So that's why they take these buyers to the land estates where there's one estate after another and there's plenty of land that they can package up and use. And, of course, they create lots of research on why that location has lots of potential. There's new shops. There's going to be some school schools and the like. But the reality is that there's usually many planned stages of release and it's going to take, you know, five to ten years, maybe 15 in some cases, before you see all the stages sold out and any kind of demand coming around because supply and demand, the balance between these two, when there's continual supply coming on, the demand can't have a chance to increase prices. So I mentioned earlier that in an upward market, like we're in now, it's going to raise all prices. And while these land estates may still see some growth, it's going to be very hard to predict whether the other location factors will be enough in them to sustain strong growth over the long term. Look, your guess is going to be as good as mine, but without the past proven history to guide us, it's really impossible to predict with any kind of certainty what's going to happen. And it's almost like going to the casino rather than investing. So I consider investing in these land estates to be very speculative. I think that location has to be your focus and don't ever trade that off if possible. And sorry for running off there. You know, you might have felt like it was a tangent, but so many investors are sucked into this type of purchase and it couldn't be left unsaid when I'm talking about new properties. So the same can, can, I guess, also be said for any of the home buyers purchasing in these areas. They're lured to where the builders can easily get land and, after all, I approach the decision of where to buy your home in the same way as where I buy an investment because your home should be a great investment as well, shouldn't it? I would also like to add that I always prefer you to have some land component and to stay away from high-density units and I'd only ever consider units and apartments where they're in a very small group where the land value and uniqueness is high and the strata fees are not out of control. So I generally would prefer villas and townhouses and, and or an overall house as opposed to buying apartments or units unless it meets that criteria. Why? <laughs> because land appreciates and buildings depreciate over time. So the, the value of the building goes down, the value of the land goes up over time. And it's a lot harder to have uniqueness when buying a unit and apartment 
especially if another tower can be erected next door and you're just one of 100 and then another tower of 150 or 100 goes across the road. And that's the trouble with buying in those high-density locations like Rivervale, CBD, West Perth, East Perth. So now to some of my reasons to consider buying new or newer. We've got the tax benefits, which is the lure that a lot of people focus on. And by building this newer property or buying new, you have the building component that you can depreciate over 40 years and the fixtures and fittings to offset against your tax. And the savings might be anywhere from five grand up to 15,000 in saving in tax paid per year. And in my mind, this should just be a bonus, not the reason for investing. So, so many people just focus on that tax benefit and that's why they buy it and that's why they buy new. So, second reason to, to buy new, you may attract a better quality of tenant. Now, of course, most people don't ever think about what happens once they've bought it. Yes, you have to have a t- tenant. Yes, we. the degree to which you're investing is either smooth or stressful will depend on the type of tenant you can attract. Now, even the greatest property manager in Perth, such as ourselves, hint, hint, can't go and work amazing miracles if your property is attracting the wrong people. We can obviously sift through and find the best of the bunch that are applying and we do a very strict and stringent criteria for assessing them and going deeper. But inevitably, if your property is better is new, I mean, who wouldn't want to live and rent in a new shiny house? So this really does help you find the cream of the rental crop and have less hassles because you're going to find a better quality of tenant. That said, an older, well-maintained and well-presented property, especially one that's been renovated, can attract just as great tenants. So don't just think that new is the only way to go to get the quality tenant. Now, when it comes to the third reason to buy new, I've got here less maintenance costs. Now, this is a big one. Anyone that's owned property, investment property, you know what it's like to have maintenance coming up all the time. You never like to hear that you've got to replace the hot water system, you've got to fix this and fix that. And look, as property managers, we try to keep your asset value as high as possible and your tenants happy. So we're always on the balancing act of troubleshooting maintenance with the tenant, making sure that if it can be pushed back on them and it's their responsibility, then we do. But anything that's a legitimate maintenance item, we get done very quickly and we've got great trades to get the prices down and get things done quick. And that's especially important in this crazy economy where getting anyone to do anything is becoming very hard. So thankfully, we've got those relationships. But with a new property, you may not get a single piece of maintenance happening in the first five years, there might be nothing. You've also got the builder's warranty to call on in the first six months. You've got the structural warranty the last seven years, usually, that you can call on if anything else comes up. So you're not going to have those ongoing maintenance things coming up. And in the older properties, look, things do break more and they do need you know more spent to maintain the asset. Now, the fourth reason to potentially buy new, and it's a big one, is higher rental yield. So by having the building component higher, higher percentage of the overall value. So the building component might be 50 to 70% and the land component might be 
30 to 50%. So higher building component to land component. When you've got that, you usually creating more income, generating more income from that overall property because the tenant's paying more for the dwelling component than they are for the land component. How much more? I guess it, it's typically going to increase your rental yield from the typical range at the moment from 4 to 5%. It's going to increase your rental yield by 1% to 2% on a, on a new or newer property. So nothing to be sneezed at. And it is, while it's great to get the extra rental income and that, you know, should always be a factor of our decision-making, I prefer to focus on the growth because that is what is going to change your world. And I've covered some pros and cons and I'll continue to cover both sides of that coin of income versus growth. But I always love to put my stance in the middle of it too. So buying new is actually sounding pretty good. We've just run through four reasons, the tax benefits, the attracting of a better quality tenant, the less maintenance costs and the higher rental yield. So why would you even choose to buy an established property? And I can give you one simple reason for that, and that's the higher capital growth potential. And ultimately, it's the growth rate that makes the biggest difference to your wealth over the long term. And why is that? Why does it get more growth than than a newer property? It's because you've got a higher land component. And as I mentioned earlier, land appreciates and increases in value and the building depreciates and decreases in value over time. So with a higher land component of say 60 to 70% of the land of the overall value being the land and something like 30 to 40% being the build, you have more of the asset that's appreciating over time rather than depreciating as the building does. So what sort of difference might this make well even one or two percent extra in the growth factor and it can be more as we've seen in my past episodes can add up to a million dollars over an investor's journey towards retirement on that one asset so again in other episodes it comes down to your personal choice as to how much you want to focus on growth versus income and regardless of your choice what i'm saying to you today is location matters a hell of a lot and make sure you don't compromise on buying whether you want to buy where there's limited supply of land, uniqueness to the property, great transport, education and amenities and a proven history of capital growth. And when you're going out to the land estates, you're not getting all of those. So if you are going to buy new, look for infill land that's unique and limited in supply and that would be the place to build if you're going to or the place to buy new if new or newer if you're going to so i think if you follow that golden rule regardless of whether you go new or established you're going to be far better off but also on a final note i wanted to mention a good mix can be to buy say a site with development potential in a great location and then hold it for the long term so you're getting that higher capital growth working for you along the way. And as you start wanting a greater focus on income in your portfolio, you could develop the property and say build one at the rear or build two or three new villas or townhouses. And then that way you're converting the asset to being more income focused. You've gotten the growth as well. It's really the best of both worlds. And of course, the trade-off of that one is that it's a bit higher holding cost along the way. But ultimately, we are after the growth and then the income later. 
So hopefully that's all made sense. Hopefully that will help with your decision of the age of property to buy. And I just wanted to add as a final note that we've developed some really great investor support options if you are looking to buy in this market. So get in touch with us. We've got our buyer info pack where we can recommend suburbs that have got the proven history over 30 years and I'd be buying in them above many others. Well, that's where I'd be focusing. And we've also got a lot of helpful tools to help. I've got a, I can review individual properties that you're looking to make an offer on. And I can also, I've also got a one-on-one mentoring service if you want something more intensive. So just uh, go along to our website, click on the investing section and pop through your details for a strategy chat. And we can get you the info on our investor support options. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next one. Music.